This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Praise the Lord. It's good to see all of you. I'm excited about what God is doing. If you could bring me down just a little bit, John, I appreciate it. <clears throat> God, is, God is on the move. I, I know y'all have been watching the, um, probably either YouTube or television, and you can see all across the country, uh, God is on the move. People are finding Jesus. Other, other, not just Asbury, but other colleges are breaking off into you know and anytime God gets ready or anytime God moves you can rest assured that the enemy is not pleased I was sharing with Jules in the in the office this this morning before we started our worship time I said you know isn't it amazing the enemy does not want you and I to prosper he does not want anything that gives God the glory he tries to shut it down Always tries to shut it down. Well, listen, if you, do you have your Bibles this morning? Hold it up for me. You got your Bible or your iPhones or whatever you use to use your Bible. I want you to look on the screen and I want you to repeat after me. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I will be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, the, the, uh, the topic today of my... Of my message today is entitled Thinking, Thinking, and the, the, uh, the title today is You Are What You Think. You say, now Pastor Ron, that sounds like maybe some kind of motivational type thing. Well, as you grow in the Lord and as you step out in faith, you're going to be very appreciative for the things of this message and apply them to your life because you will need them. I have found that doesn't, whenever I venture out and accept a call of God on my life and, and, and go in that adventure, I have found that the enemy doesn't want me to fulfill it. It doesn't want me to complete it. And so therefore, it's imperative that I have the right thinking. And if I'm not thinking right, then things won't turn out right. And God made it very clear on that. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 7. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. It says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. So that just tells us right there, we are what we think. So it's so imperative that you and I have right thinking. That we stay focused on the right things. You ever been around a group of people and you can hear them start talking and you can kind of tell pretty quick their thinking pattern. You can kind of tell what they dwell on. You know, because they're going to share 
from their heart what they're speaking of. And we see that in Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. It says, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So whatever is in there is going to come out. Whatever you're thinking about gets into your heart, and all of a sudden you begin to talk about it. Now, I'll use an, a, an example is that everything we think is not bad. John, our sound man, if I was to get around him, he, you know, he's involved in uh, music and instruments and sound. And if I get around John a little bit, John's probably going to start talking about sound equipment. He and I will banter back and forth about new, new, new pianos or new guitars or new amps because that's a world that he lives in. It's what he does and so you say, well, that's, that's not bad. No, it's not. It's when we start thinking on things that doesn't edify the Lord or doesn't bring glory and honor to the Lord. You say, well, with, if I'm just going to sit around and talk about uh, musical instruments, which John and I would, being musicians, is that, does that bring glory and honor to God? It will because we're going to talk about things in the music that's, that's bringing joy to our lives that we can enhance other people's lives with the instruments that we play. Is that, make, is that understandable? And God will get the glory out of that. Look over in Matthew 12, chapter 12, verse 33. It says, either make the tree good or else make the tree corrupt. His tree corrupt for the tree is known by its fruit. So, you remember the saying, garbage in, garbage out. So whatever's coming in, whatever you're putting in you, is going to come out. And that's imperative because others are looking at the fruit on your tree. And I thank God for His grace and His mercy. I thank God that He forgives us of our sins and our past. Because there were times in my life, in my past... That I wasn't bearing good fruit. But when I, when I came to the Father, came to Jesus, and I said, I need you to forgive me. He was there to do just that. He was quick to do just that. The Bible says that he heard my prayer, and he answered me. That's what David said in the book of Psalms. He heard my prayer, and he answered me. Aren't you thankful that God hears our prayers? I'm so thankful that we don't have to dwell on the past. We were singing some of these songs this morning. was talking about the past is, is done with. We have a new adventure in God. We have new places to go. New things to see. New people that need to be in our lives that we can enhance their lives. So in order to bear good fruit in our life, we have to have right thinking. Godly thinking. The Romans, in the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 2, it says, Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So it's imperative that we keep some good stuff coming in. And I also like that, the other scripture, I think it's in Philippians 2, 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who in the form of God... Thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Equal how? In our thinking. 
That's why it's so imperative that we take on the mind of Christ, that we know what God is saying. So there are three areas that I just want to touch base on this morning. There are many more, but there are three that I feel that are very, very important that we apply these principles in order that we not only have the right kind of thinking, but our life produces the kind of fruit that God is requiring of us. The first one is, guard your thoughts. Guard your thoughts. Look with me over in um, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. This is, this is a, a, a very, very powerful passage of Scripture because in order to guard our thoughts, we, we have got to be able to stop some of the stuff we're thinking because we're bombarded with, with stuff all... You know, you go down a road and see a billboard and it's got some form of advertising or you listen to your radio or you're looking at your, your uh, cell phone. There's advertising. Little things pop up on your computer. And so there's things that's always showing itself to get your mind off of God. And I want to read this to you in in chapter 10 of 2 Corinthians, verse 5. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So when when a thought comes into your thought pattern or into your mind, and you know it's not the kind of thought you need to be dwelling on, the Apostle Paul is saying here that we're to cast it down. I have a little system that I use for myself that when I'm going down the road or I'm at home or wherever I be at work and a thought comes in that is not what I know needs to be in my thought pattern, definitely don't want it to get down in my heart, I like to just say this, Lord, I delete that. Because see, when we're on the computer, it says, you know, we can delete. Or my cell phone, if I'm going through the messages, I can delete. Well, once it's deleted, I can't pull it back up. And I don't want it back in my thought pattern. So when that thought comes to my mind, I have a choice. This is important. You and I have a choice. We can dwell on that thought, or we can delete the thought. If it's a God thought, you don't want to delete it. You don't want to delete it. Look in in, uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. I want to read this to you as well. We're still talking about guarding our thoughts. Casting down imaginations. Casting those thoughts down. Look in verse 8, chapter 4, Philippians. Finally, brethren. I like that word, finally. In other words, he's wrapping it up. He has said his piece. But finally, brethren... Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these You see, if you've got your mind and your heart set on these kind of things, if these things are in your thought pattern, he's saying these are good things to think on. 
How many times, you know, in a day's time, I can be at work and all of a sudden something will come into my mind. I'm thinking, where did that come from? Or have you ever been around somebody or in a group of people or something? You would hear them say something, you're thinking, and you would say this, maybe not to them, but you would think it to yourself. You would say, what were they thinking? What were they thinking? Or could it be that we too have maybe said something and then right after we said it, we, were, we would say that to ourselves? My word, what was I thinking? It's because that that is in your heart came right out. It just comes out spontaneous. So if we're thinking on the praise and we're feeding our heart with praise, feeding our mind with praise, you know what's going to come out of your mouth when something happens? I use an analogy. Years ago, my dad was building a house and we were putting a roof on our house and he hit his finger. Back then, they didn't have the nail guns. They just had an old-fashioned hammer. And some of you probably don't remember these old-fashioned hammers, but I do know we've got a few in here that's probably my age that do remember the old-fashioned hammer and nail. And he hit that nail, and I mean, but he hit his nail. And it's <laughs> what's in you is going to come out. And he hit that nail and his and he hollered, you could have heard it a mile away. He said, Jesus, help me. <laughs> that was the first thing that came out of him. It's because he had the right thought pattern. He had planted good seeds into his heart. And so when it came time to pull it out, to pull that word out, it wasn't a weed. It was praise or it was Thank you, Jesus, or Jesus, help me. And I don't know about you, but so many times during my daily activities, there's times that it wasn't Jesus, help me. Come on. And then, but the beauty of this is that as I begin to feed my mind, my mind with godly thoughts, I've noticed a change. It's not the bad that comes out. The good's starting to come out. And we have that choice. Number two, the second thing is that we must meditate on scriptures. Look in Psalms chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. This is in regards to meditate on the scriptures. Number one was guard our thoughts. Number two is meditate on the scriptures. Verse 2 of chapter 1 of Psalms. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. That's the word of God. And his law, speaking of the word of God, doth he meditate day and night. Do you notice that he's not just doing this on an occasional basis? David here is saying, I made a point that I'm going to Look at the scriptures. I'm going to meditate on them day and night. Now, that doesn't mean that you go to work and you've got your Bible in front of you. Your employers are expecting you to do your work. But if you'll take a passage of scripture, like I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, and you can meditate on that scripture all during the day. 
In fact, as you meditate and as you speak that scripture and rehearse it over and over, you'll see that God will give you revelation on that passage of scripture that you didn't have. Now, it may not be all at one time, but it's breaking down the words. It's breaking down the scriptures. I can do all things. And I'll just use a a little example. It's not so much the word I that I want to build up in this. What I want to be built up in this passage of scripture is that I can. I can. Not not I, I might. But that scripture says, and I'm just using this as an example, the scripture says, I can. And why can't I? See, I'm just breaking this down. Why can't I? Because he strengthens me. See, now he's getting the glory. And as I'm working and and, and going about my daily activities or just driving down the road, and I'm pondering on this, I'm meditating on this word, he's also getting the glory. And he's opening up new revelation of this one particular passage of Scripture. I'm memorizing it because there's going to come a time, as I mentioned earlier, as you begin to walk, your, walk out your salvation with the Lord, tough times are coming. The adversity is coming. Jesus said, in the world, you have trials and tribulations. But he says, but in me, you've got peace. What is he saying? In my word... You've got peace. In me, I'll give you that peace. And as we're walking out our salvation and the enemy comes into our life to try to tear up or to take away what we're trying to accomplish in God, it's going to be good that you have that word hidden in your heart. Because at the right time, you can grab a hold of it and you can say, Well, I'll tell you what, Mr. Enemy, I have a few words for you. And I'm going to give them to you right now. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The Bible says, if, if I speak to him and tell him to get on out of here, well, word, the word of God will cause it to leave. And we don't need that fear and doubt. We don't need it in our lives. But meditating on the word puts it into our heart. You can call it forth when you need it. The third thing is, Speaking God's Word. Speaking God's Word. The Bible says there's power in our tongue. Life or death is in the power of the tongue. Think about that for just a minute. Your life, whether it be good or bad, living or non-living, is based upon your speaking. You see, when you have this Word in you, You're speaking God's word. God's word is life. He said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Not just occasionally, but you have it as you open your mouth and speak the word of God. Look with me in Psalms chapter 19. Psalms chapter 19. We'll turn over to that. Psalms 19, chapter, or verse number 14. Let the words of my mouth. Where's the words coming from? Let the words of our mouth and the meditation. There's that meditation again. Of our heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. 
Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart. I know as a kid growing up, I didn't used to think that. That was just for super spiritual people. That was just for preachers and evangelists that would come in and, and our Sunday school teachers. I always considered them real spiritual. And it wasn't just because of the little paddle that she carried with her when we came into the room. <laughs> you know, they used to have those. But I always thought, I'll never be all this wisdom and knowledge and understanding. It starts with you with one scripture. If you'll take that one scripture today, find a scripture that, that, that comes alive within you, and you meditate on that scripture, and you start speaking that, it's going to bring a revelation to your life, but it's going to empower you to walk out your relationship with Jesus Christ. See, when tough times come, and they will, when adversity comes and the enemy comes, it may come at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. And when it does, you have the choice to either dwell on that bad report or you, have, or you can say, I choose to think on whatsoever is pure and lovely and of a good report. I want to read to you also in uh, Joshua, the book of Joshua. Chapter 1, verse 8. We're talking about speak the word of God. Verse 8. This book of the law, we're speaking of the Bible. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. Now, we know the book of the law was the Torah in that day. It was, it was, it was given to Moses by, by the Lord. But we have that law today. It's in the Old Testament. But we also have the New Testament. And we call it the Bible. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. There's that word again. It's not to depart out of your mouth. It also says, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. Now, I like this part. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. You see, it's not just, it's not just so that you can live out a, a life of peace and joy and happiness that comes with speaking, getting the Word of God, meditating on the Word, and speaking it, but it brings prosperity to your life. That's what the Word of God does. And then thou shalt have good success. I don't believe there's anybody in here this morning that doesn't want good success. Here's a pattern this morning for good success. For prosperity, spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally. It's the number one, guard your thoughts. Number two, meditate on the Word of God. And number three, speak the Word of God. Speak the Word of God. I tell you, if there's ever been a time in our lives when we really need to focus on what God has for our lives... It's today because there's a lot of adversity out there. You can look around our country today and there's a lot, a lot of things going on that does not bring honor and glory to God. So I want to close with this particular writing. Plant a thought, 
reap a word. Plan a word, reap an action. Plant an action, reap a habit. Plant a habit, reap a character. Plant a character, reap a destiny. Where do you want to end up? I know we say, well, we all want to end up in heaven with Jesus. But we can have a walk with Jesus here on earth that will give us our destiny while we're on earth in order to fulfill that destiny, heaven on earth, so that your final destiny is in place. I want not just my final destiny to be with him. I want my journey and my everyday destiny to be in him. Taking my steps with him. Doing life with Jesus. And the way I do that is I guard my thoughts. I meditate on his word. And I speak that word. And I will have life. And life more abundant. I want to. You want me to read it one more time? Okay. Plant a thought. Reap a word. Plant a word. Reap an action. Plant an action. Reap a habit. Plant a habit. Reap a character. Plant a character. Reap a destiny. Now you you may say, well, what... What does this have to do with not just my life, but how does this incorporate being born again? Well, you see, in order to accomplish these three steps, in order to see them come to fruition, you're going to need the help of the Holy Spirit. Because, you see, we can't do this on our own. It would be nothing more than just a positive message. On positive thinking. But it's much more than just positive thinking. It's divine living. In God. And to fulfill that. We must have the help. Of the Holy Spirit. And in order for the Holy Spirit. To be there to help us. We have to invite Jesus. Into our hearts. He has to be. Lord of our life. And see, when you invite Jesus into your heart, you not only get Jesus, and you not only get the Father, but you get the Holy Spirit. And that gives an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to go to work on your behalf. And I don't know about you, I don't want to do life every day without the help of the Holy Spirit. I'll tell you why. Because the job of the Holy Spirit is to lead, guide, and direct. And there's not a one of us in here today that doesn't need the Holy Spirit to lead us, guide us, and direct us. And He'll do that with you as you apply these three principles. So if you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, and perhaps you're online and you're watching, you say, I, I don't know this Jesus, but I want to start this procedure of thinking right, 
meditating on God's word and talking right, talking God's word, then all you have to do is just receive him into your heart. And it's real simple. Pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I believe you are the Son of God. Come into my heart. I make you the Lord of my life. Amen. Now, if you just prayed that prayer, I believe you just got born again. And now you have the Holy Spirit activated in you so that you can work on these three principles and experience a life of an abundance. Prosperity. He said here, prosperity. A life that's good. I can't imagine having to live life every day without having the joy of the Lord to turn to. I have times during the day when I, whew, I need him. But what's neat about having him in my heart, he's right there. He's right there. And all I got to do is say, Jesus, I need thee. I love that old song. I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every hour, I need thee. Oh, bless me now. Thou Savior, I come to thee. The neat thing about it is when you come to him, you'll find he's got outstretched arms and he's coming to you as well. He doesn't ask you to come walk the journey to get to him. He meets you halfway. In fact, there was a country song one time and I, I thought it was kind of cute. It says, let's meet in the middle neath that old something pine, old Georgia pine. You see, God meets you right where you are and that's the beauty of Jesus. Having his word in you, meditating on it, and speaking that word brings you life. I'd like to close this morning, and before we, before we close out, and well, we're going to go ahead and close out on the social media, but as they're closing that out, I want to offer all of you, every one of you here today, that if you need prayer, that Jesus that I've been talking about, that Jesus who heals the sick, opens blinded eyes, does all of these miracles, he's in the house. We sang it this morning in our praise, uh, in our praise and worship time. He is here, and he's calling your name. When we close out today, I want our altar workers to come, and I want them to be able to come and stand here at this altar, and whatever your need may be, I want you to be able to feel free to come and let us pray for those needs. Let us pray that God, we agree together in faith that God meets those needs. Not just your healing, perhaps it's financial needs. Maybe, it's, maybe it is a physical need. But whatever the need may be, Jesus is here to meet that need. I want to pray over you if you would. Bow your heads with me. Most kind and gracious Heavenly Father, we come before you today thanking you for this word. We pray today, Father, that it will go forth in the fertile ground. We'll take this word and we'll apply it today. This week, we'll put it into action. We'll guard our thoughts. 
will meditate on your word and will speak your word and we will see our life being blessed abundantly. And we pray this prayer in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.